We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gabe Ramirez. My BetMGM account is going crazy right now. Ever since the NCAA tournament, I've just been fortunate enough to be pulling off a few victories. Ah. Anthony Heron. On 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. And the two guys that Rob Bass is talking about is Gabe Ramirez and Anthony (laughs) Heron right here on 670 The Score. And are you surprised that I knew that that was Rob Bass? Not at all. Not at all. I just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed the (laughs) reference. That is a... I think that might be my first time coming on to Rod Bates. That is a good time. It's a fun time had by all here on a Friday night, man. Looking forward to the next three hours. Shout out to our producer, Brian Callahan, who, by the way, all right right with your voice, bro. I'm over here talking to you in the hallways. He has like a regular voice. He's like, hey, what's up, Gabe? This is what we're doing today. Then he goes to read the live reads and he's like, this is sultry, man. That was beautiful. (laughs) I do it for the the people. He hit you with the quiet storm once he got on the mic. It was a little different than in the hallway. I was like, wow. You got me feeling a certain type of way here. Uh, Well, we are trying to make you guys feel a certain type of way about your Chicago sports teams. We got a phenomenal show for you guys today, 620. Fox 32's Luke Kanellis will be joining the show. Oh, yeah. We got Mitchell Armentrop from the Chicago Sun-Times joining us at 7 o'clock. Sean Hyken, of course, discussing some NBA playoffs at 8. And my homie, she is a the she's the former producer of the Ed Lover Morning Show on 104 Jams. She's okay. now in Nashville. She's a Kentucky native. She's going to be telling us all about the Derby, and like the, the real Derby, you know, like because she's a Kentuckian. Is that what they say? <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask her that, too. So we'll get her. That's happening at 820. So it's going to be a... A phenomenal show today, so make sure you guys are hanging out with us. Of course, again, Gabe Ramirez, Aunt Heron, and it's a Friday, dude. Show. Are you personal are, show, man? Are, are yeah, you, a lot happening. Are you are you feeling good about the weekend right now, or what, man? I am. I am feeling great about the weekend we're going into here. I mean, now I've I've made it a point in recent days here to just stop checking the weather. I just want to be pleasantly surprised if yeah. we get sunshine. So I've really I've heard some folks starting to hype up this weekend's weather. But kind of in, in no real specifics, just kind of making it sound like it's going to warm up a little bit at some point. I'm I'm not abundantly confident that's actually going to take place because it's just hard, man. It's been like it's been like Gotham City around here for the for the better part of like a month and a half. I, I just saw the the new Batman movie a few nights ago and the weather that was there throughout that entire <laughs> flick is pretty much what we've been living through for like, what, six, seven 
eight months or something like that, man. I mean, it's just been nonstop rain and dreariness and cold. And I'm hearing some folks say that the, the coming days are going to be a little bit of an uptick here. But I'm just I'm trying not to get my hopes up. So I'm not even looking at it. I'm just going to I'm going to wait and see what happens. And I'm treating Chicago weather right now like my ex. Just not believing a word I hear. I don't I want no part of it. I don't want anything to do with it. But this is let's I listen. When people complain, you know, I'm born and raised in Chicago my whole entire life, mm-hmm. north side of the city. And when I hear people complain about the weather, I'm just like, dude, come on, it's Chicago, you know what to expect. But this spring, it's different. This man. spring? It's different. The the rain and the sad, the seasonal <laughs> affective disorder that people are dealing with right now. Yeah. Like this is this is insane. I didn't leave my house yesterday, and then for the first time, I stepped outside, and it started to rain. And I was like, what? It's already gray. Now I got to rain? So from what we hear, and then the other part of that is they're saying it's going to be like one of the hottest summers ever. That's really? The, that's the other side of it. All these all these people in their prediction weather maps for the summer are saying Chicago is going to be going through a scorcher. And mm. it's like, of course, you, you you screw me out of a spring. Right. And then and that's what happened. That's what's been happening for the last two or three years. We get All we get is intensity. Dude. You, you, it's just either intensely cold and rainy or we're about to transition directly into intensely hot and sunny. There's <laughs> going to be no spring. It's like there's a very limited fall. You get the two extremes. So for the moment... I'm going to wait and see. All these folks saying, yeah, it's about to turn around. It's about to get live out here, man. Check this. We'll see. We'll see. The other day when the sun came out for what, like the second <laughs> wait, time. time out, time like out. Do you hear how you're saying days? that, though, Ant? You're like, man, the other day when the sun yeah. came out that one time. Been a minute, man. It's been a minute. We have not seen the sun very much, but I, I did. I made it a point to take the four-year-old out to Maggie Daly Park and just go enjoy. And I like, And he had gotten so accustomed to, like, and he doesn't mind. He goes to a little hippie uh, hippie preschool <laughs> where they, they spend a lot of time outside sure. in the elements playing and all that stuff. So he normally doesn't mind going out and experiencing like rough weather patterns. But the other day, I was telling him, like, man, do you not realize how long it's been since we saw the sun? You better gear up and <laughs> right, let's go right, right. get out of this house, man. So we finally went, went up to Maggie Daly Park, had a grand old time, came back home, had some chili because it was, it was chilly outside okay. still, even though it was some sunshine. See what you so did we, there. Yeah, man, we came back home and uh, had a little. You know, the, the wife doesn't make the chili super spicy, but it was it was just enough to to warm our souls a little bit after going out to Maggie Daly for a minute and having a good old time. That sounds fun, man. Maggie Daly is definitely a place that the kids are going to. A lot of a lot of parents are taking their children to the Chicago Sky game today. Wintrust right, Arena, right. Chicago Sky taking on the Los Angeles Sparks. I mean, last year and when the whole Chicago Sky championship run was happening. Was this something that you were following closely or did you kind of pick up once the playoffs started and things started to get heat up? More so once the playoffs started. Like once you got into postseason play and the, especially the, the Candace Parker storyline, really just being, you know, from the Chicago area and just kind of knowing how spectacular her career has been for a long time and having that, that homecoming aspect of that storyline – Pay closer attention to that once the postseason kind of, you know, took hold and then kind of leading into the championship. It was just real cool to see that play out. I mean, you know, obviously the uh, the way that the season finished and culminating with the championship just kind of punctuated everything the sky had been building towards that year. And at the moment, hey, like we got a whole lot of championship pedigree to celebrate in the city right now. So, I mean, you know, it was cool to see Chicago get behind that. And, you know, folks around the city really kind of get caught up in sky fever as they were making their run towards the title. Chicago. How, loves, how about you? Did you kind of get into it? Yeah, Chicago loves themselves a winner. Whether it's mm-hmm. a casual fan that'll follow the Blackhawks run or a Cub fan that'll finally jump back on their own team's bandwagon, the Chicago Sky is no different. I love the fact that Chance the Rapper got on the bandwagon. I love that 
you know, this, the Wintrust Arena was sold out for a lot of those games. And, and when you watch the Chicago Sky play, the makeup of their team is what was impressive, whether it was Kalia Cooper or, like you mentioned, Candace Parker, Courtney Vandersloot. I mean, the, they were balling. And when you saw the, the makeup yeah. of the team, it was like an old-school NBA team, right, where it was there was a, a dominant guard, there was the big man, and then you had a shooter on the side. It was perfect. It was, it was a great makeup. And you mm-hmm. could tell they genuinely wanted to win. And seeing Candace Parker, I mean, geez, a Chicagoan, come back and, and, and bring a championship to the city via the in, in the WNBA via the Chicago Sky, it just it said so much about her character, the way she embraced it, all the interviews that she did afterwards was where it was phenomenal. And again, it's just it was great to see all of that togetherness here in the city. And and so kudos to the Chicago Sky. Are they getting? I, this is I should know this. They're getting a ring today. Is that what that is? Is it a ring ceremony? I mean, that's normally how it would go. I don't know for sure if it's uh, if it's happening tonight or not. But that would it would cer- certainly make sense, you know, to be able to open up the the season with the with the ring ceremony happening as well. But I don't know for sure off the top of my head. But we can certainly Brian with the smooth voice. Brian with the smooth. That's what I'm gonna call him. Brian with the smooth voice, our producer today. Can you find out if that rings? Be smooth. Be smooth. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the drop from now on. Oh, man. I apologize in advance for you that just, one. You did that to me. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's how it's going to be now. I, I got you, man. I told you, it's your first time doing a whole show. So it's, it's going to be that kind of a vibe. Uh, but, again, shout out to the Chicago Sky. Uh, and hopefully they'll have another phenomenal season where they can bring another championship back home to Chicago. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. We are broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And again, we do have a, a, a great show today. I'm, I'm excited that we're talking to Luke Kanellis in a little bit. Uh-huh. Yep. Now, we have taken to, on, on Bears Post Game Live, that me and, and Jim Miller get to do, and, and our friend Sharky, you know, she's on there. Well, she's usually on site, uh, so she's not in studio with us. But Jim and I have taken to calling Lou Catfeet. Okay, and you got to explain I will that. Let, well, you know, you know what I'll do since we're going to have Lou on in a few minutes. I'll let him explain <laughs> why. But it is a – I don't even know that we've ever Dude. actually explained it on the air on Fox 32. We just, we've just started calling him that because of some off-air discussions that we've had. And it's cool. You know, we obviously during the Bears season when we're over there, we're doing our thing, me and you and Sharky on, on Unleashed, and then sure. me, Lou, and Jim doing the thing on Bears post-game live. But, but we were – we were made aware of something. Jim and I were a few years back, and so we have had a we have had quite a blast referring to Lou as cat feet on the air. But I, I would love to make sure we get that out when we talk to to Lou Canellis of Fox Thirty Two in a few minutes. Let everybody know why we refer to him as cat feet. I literally just wrote a sentence in my Google Doc and put a bunch of asterisks and highlighted it so that that way I can make sure <laughs> that that doesn't skip by at yeah. all. Let me ask you this: You ever have any nicknames? Instead of, I know you got Big Ant. That's your Twitter follow. Right, handle. right. So I've I've had so really names oh, this is in good. years past. Yeah. So um, let me. How about growing up? Let's start there. A few of them. So one of my initial nicknames was Brain. Um, because your head's big, or because you're smart. A little both, a little okay. both. I, I've definitely got a, I've got a sizable dome, man. Like the the way that my head, like finally it got to the point where my yeah. body caught up with the head. That's kind of where my son is at right now, where he's finally getting so at cute. four, a little more proportional <laughs> yeah. now than he was initially. But yeah, my head is enormous, so that was part of it. But then also, uh, yeah, I was, I was a, you know, I was, I was an intelligent young man. So brain was one of them for a while. Um, uh, app, uh, Talking about the big head thing, Applehead was there. <laughs> Bro. Was there. That, that was one of the unflattering nicknames that was there back in the day, Applehead. The picture you're um, painting for the listening audience right now is just phenomenal. Uh-huh, I love right. it. 
what else have we had? We, oh, um, we've had Big Seal was there for a minute. I had some comparisons okay. to the the artist known as Seal, the singer, okay. the, the R&B vocalist Seal. Kiss from there. a Rose. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kiss from a Rose fame, right? So uh, there were some, some comparisons made between my appearance and Seal's appearance. So I had Big Seal going for a minute. Um, and then, yeah, Big Ant was the one that, that stuck most readily. How about you? You had any nicknames in you, the past? You know, it's funny. I, Either I, flattering or otherwise? No, I have zero nicknames in my entire <laughs> life. My name is Gabriel. People call me Gabe. And I just, it was growing up, I would never introduce myself as Gabe. Even my 14 years here at Odyssey or B96 and mm-hmm. Slash the Score, I've never introduced myself as Gabe. It just kind of happened. And I always wanted one. And that was like the biggest huh. thing. And I'll, I'll never forget. So when I was doing my, uh, when well, I was. Well, just to clarify. So do you normally introduce yourself as Gabriel? Every time. Okay. I right. never introduce All myself right. as Gabe. Hey, All you right. want to know why? Because people think it's Dave. Ah. I'm like, hey, gotcha. what's up? My name's Gabe. They're like, oh, Dave, nice to meet you. I'm like, dude, it's Gabriel. Yeah. And so then right. I always say Gabriel. And then if I'm feeling real jazzy, I'll just say it in Spanish and be like, Gabriel. And then ah, there, like, you go. Ah. there you go. But I've always uh-huh. wanted one. And so when I executive produced the morning show at B96 with uh, the Jay show, Jay Nice, my boy, and we're still good friends, and he promised me 14 years ago, he's like, don't trip. I got you with a nickname. I got you with a radio name. And I was so right. excited. And here we are, 14 years later, it never happened. Just, it, it's just, it's just never happened. So he never game. actually came through. No. I've heard one, one person tried to, uh, when I first started at B96, his name was, uh, Al, his name was Alex Peace. He tried okay. to call me Gabraham Lincoln. Brian, See, that, Brian's laughing over there. there. <laughs> a lot happening there. Gabe it's Lincoln. Lengthy, He's like Gabe of, Lincoln. And that, that's, actually the, that's the, actually the elementary school I went to here in Chicago, Lincoln really? Elementary. So he felt okay. like he was doing something, but clearly that did not stick. No one was really trying to call out like what, Gabe Ruth. Like nobody's really trying to be out here doing that. And then you can't give yourself a nickname. And it just doesn't work that way. Uh-huh. Right. So it's right. just, it's just, it's just Gabe. It's like so weird. And then on this show, people call you, by, or on score, excuse me, they call you by your last name. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Holmes, you got Bernstein, Rahimi, well, see, you got Molly Hall. Thing, man, because you, you play sports too. So I mean, right. did you get a lot of that when you were playing ball? Just and Ramirez. Like, did people call you last name? Okay. Yeah, Ramirez, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. But then, at, so I, he's, I don't know, man. See, you got me bummed out right now, and I'm really feeling a certain type of way. I'm in my emotions about not having any any nicknames right now. And Chicago, well, we, we've we had some. Make it a point. We got to make it a point to make okay. that happen. Then that's got to be a goal here. Maybe we can light up. Uh, I know you told me the other night you were avoiding the text line. We can get the text line going at three one two six one four six seven six seven. I'll open up the phone lines. Let's do this. <laughs> no, you guys, <laughs> we might have to save that for a minute. Let let folks uh kind of rack their brains <laughs> for a I, few minutes. Why did I go in this really direction, guys? See. <laughs> If they can come up with something good, they've been hearing Mr. Ramirez here on the score quite a bit lately. They've probably gotten a sense for the full personality. Been hearing all all around the city here for years now. So I'm, I'm wondering. Man, someone tried to call actually me. actually have a good idea. There's going to be a lot of horrible ideas. Yeah. But there's a chance that somewhere in there, there's going to be some diamond in the rough that somebody's going to come up with that makes a lot of sense. 312-644-6767 on the text line. <laughs> somebody tried to call me Grams once because it's Gabe Ramirez, Grams. And I just huh. thought that was too too much too much of a drug reference there. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, we're not going to do that. Feels that way, man. I mean, you know, Eddie like, Eddie like Eddie Volkman, Eddie V from Eddie and Jobo. He tried to give me a nickname when I was an intern there, and he was he goes, Gabe. He goes, we can't use the same logic that we used on my nickname because his full name is Edward, so they shortened mm-hmm. that, made it Eddie, mm-hmm. and then V is the first name of his of his, of his la- first letter of his last name, so Eddie V. And he goes, if we did that for you, Gabriel would be Gabe, and your last name's R, so it'd be Gabar. Yeah. 
Yeah. Was probably asking for some trouble, and then I and then we so that one didn't stick. <laughs> right now, uh-huh. if, if the text line starts going crazy and everybody's like, "That's the new nickname," <laughs> you guys really don't love me deep in your soul. I mean, I, I put Applehead out there, so I mean, True. you know, for you to follow that up with Gay Bar, then I, I guess that we're being vulnerable right now. We both, yes, that's exactly what this is. It takes it's a Friday two. night. It takes two, and, and that's exactly what we're doing today on the show. <laughs> Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron, holding you down till nine o'clock right here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy score. Right after this. We are going to find out what the hell does cat feet mean, and we are going to ask Fox 32's Lou Canellis that very question, and we'll find out the answer right after this on 670 The Score. I love this city, and, you know, I'm, I'm stoked about this summer. I want to explore and, you know, was talking with the family. We just we wanted to take the city in, and, um, you know, I think there's just so much to do. you got to love the sports. you got to love, you know, one of these days the sun's going to come out and it's going to warm up, and I know <laughs> – there's just going to be, you know, everyone's going to be out and happy. So I'm excited just to explore the city and, and do different things. Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles right there talking to Mully and Hall today on 670 to score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. And we were just talking about it. We're all on the same page. We just want to see the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a big difference, man. Everybody's mood. The, the mental health associated with actually seeing sunshine, the vitamin D you get from it, and man, just being able to actually have sports take place. We've had so many days <laughs> lately where there haven't even been any Chicago sports to view because weather and cancellations and everything else. Life's just better when the weather's at least decent. Well, our day is about to get a bit brighter right now because joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book is none other than Fox 32's Lou Canellis. Lou, what up? Hey, boys. Hey, I've been waiting for the sun to come out as well. Try owning a restaurant with a great outdoor area and no <laughs> chance right. to sit people outside because it keeps raining. Got the I rooftop mean, at, Avli, at Avli, and you can't even, can't even put some people out there, Lou. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah, killing you, us financially. You're thinking, you're thinking Mediterranean food. You're thinking outdoors, nice weather. You know, you're thinking you're going to get Glass of white wine. And exactly. You're painting a picture right now, and it's beautiful, I do got to say. <laughs> uh, Lou, let's go ahead and talk right about our boy Ryan Poles and, 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 and your assessment of his his uh, role with this draft that just took place. Obviously, he said, hey, I, I – Went into this draft thinking I want to create competition. I need bodies here. I want to create guys that are going to compete at a high level. What did you think about Ryan Poles, not only his draft, but just what he said in particular about his uh, what he did in the draft? I'll tell you what. As a media guy, I love the man because I think he's honest. I don't feel like he's always holding back and keeping things secretive. I I respect that there are certain things you don't want to share with the media with fans out there, with potentially other teams. But I think he tells us enough to keep our appetite satisfied. And he's a realist. And while I understand that he refuses to call it a rebuild, I think we can all see through the trees that this team isn't going to win a Super Bowl this year. And it took a complete gutting of what this team is, for the most part, I mean, you keep Burrell Quan Smith, you still have Eddie Jackson, you still have Robert Quinn and Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney and David Montgomery on the other side of the football. But for the most part, it's a gut job, and it's going to take a while to rebuild it back to a playoff team. Do I hope as a Bears fan that we'll see lightning strike twice 
and the Bears will become the Bengals and potentially go from where they are today to a Super Bowl in two or three quick years, heck yes, I'd, I'd love for that to happen. I'm also a realist as well, and I think Ryan Poles is a realist, and we saw that. He wanted to take as many swings as he could last weekend in the draft. We know. I mean, come on. Both of you guys have been in the business long enough. Those guys that were drafted on the third day, the chances of them making an NFL roster are slim to none. I hope slim wins out. Charles Leno was slim. He made it. So hopefully some of those guys stick. But he drafted. Listen, there were so many holes. He drafted the best player available, and I love the fact that he went out and got a DB and a safety because I think overlooked, and we talked about it a lot, Big A, overlooked was that that Bears defense was not very good, and it was overlooked because the offense was so putrid. Yeah, really made a, a huge difference just in how, how you were able to even accurately evaluate what we were seeing because we knew the resources on the Bears' D, but then there were times where the offense, like, you know, Justin Fields had a few dramatic drives against Pittsburgh or San Francisco or a couple other games there where they're in position, but then the defense wasn't able to close the door once the offense actually put them in striking distance for a win here and there. And that's that's what I'm curious about where you're referencing there, Luke, because they, you know, took their, you know, turned six draft picks into 27. So out of the 27 players they drafted, it didn't necessarily feel like a lot of those, certainly the early picks necessarily gave a lot of immediate help towards Justin Fields. So how do you think as a young quarterback going into year two, how does the, the resources that the Bears have available to Fields on offense affect the way that you think you'll be evaluating him once we actually get to this coming season? I, I'll tell you what, I think it's tough to evaluate the kid. If, if, the, if the season started Sunday, I don't think you're putting Justin Fields in a position to win because you can't sell me on the wide receivers they picked up other than Mooney. I don't think the guy has the weapons needed to succeed. So I need to see more. And I've been around long enough to understand that there are going to be some cap casualties out there with other teams that right now, Ryan Poles is a bargain shopper. What he is doing is setting himself up for a huge uh, day come next year when the free agency market opens, because he'll relieve himself of so many big contracts on this team and he'll be able to overspend which you typically see with teams that are struggling at the bottom of their division they have to overspend to get talent out there in the free agency market so right now big a i'm not sure that you're giving the kid the best chance to win in two months after the june deadline when we may see some Bigger names on the street they may that may sign a one-year deal, a prove-it one-year deal. I hope that we see some help on the offensive line. I, see so, I hope we see some help at wide receiver as well. He's Lou Canellis from Fox 32, joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports books. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. This is 670 The Score. And, Lou, it's, it's, it's interesting when you talk about the fact that if Justin was to start you know, this Sunday – he wouldn't have the necessary tools or wouldn't be able to evaluate him properly. But what does success look like in this upcoming season for the Chicago Bears? If it's not, you know, is it, is it a win total number? Is it seeing certain development from players? What, what does success look like for you? For me, it's progress from the quarterback. It's progress from the offense. It's progress from the defense. The defense being able to hold the lead. Uh, Justin Fields not taking as many sacks. 
And yeah, I mean, obviously I'd like to see the record get better, but if it doesn't, if I at least feel that there's hope and I feel that the new coaching staff is instituting and they are embracing the new system that Matt Eberflus and the staff are bringing, I'm okay. I'm a realist. I know what this next season is going to be, but I need hope. I need to feel good. I need to feel excited for training camp 2023 and that preseason and then eventually the regular season. I I think we've all seen enough football over the course of our time. Anthony, you played the game, so no one sees it better than you. Gabe and I obviously don't see it as well as you, but you will notice progress. And we can all admit we didn't see see progress. How many times did we talk about this team regressing on the Bears post game show with you and Jim Miller, Anthony. Right, and that we don't want to see that. It, it was so frustrating to to see that at different points between the play on the field, the execution, the scheme, as much as anything. It was just really, really frustrating at times to look through that, and and so it puts me in a position where I'm wondering. I'm you know I'm I'm just taking a very you know kind of the the slate is of course clean because you not only have first time head coach, you have first time offensive coordinator. As well, what what are your impressions of of what you think we'll see from the Luke Getzey approach? Because you know, when it comes down to it, man, his his time in the NFL has been all in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, one of the all time greats, as his QB, and he has yet to ever call a play in the National Football League. So, what do you think the the proper, the fair expectations are then for what Luke Getzey would be bringing to the table with this Bears offensive scheme? I think as fans, as media guys, we're going to have to grow with Luke Getze. Mm. And if we're expecting the Kansas City offense under Andy Reid, we're fooling ourselves. I think it'll be a work in progress as well with Luke Getze. I feel great that he's worked with a guy who's headed to the Hall of Fame and Aaron Rodgers. And I feel great that it's typically a Green Bay offense that's atop the NFC each and every year. And I just like I feel great that you know, Ryan Poles was part of a Kansas City Chiefs organization for a dozen years that's become the, the class of the AFC right now. So you, you have to believe that these guys are going to bring over a lot of what they learn. Now, is Justin Fields Aaron Rodgers? No, not today, that's for sure. So I can only hope that he's able to institute some of the things that he was able to do with whether it's that offensive line in Green Bay, which historically is pretty good. Aaron Jones has come along at the running back position. And the wide receivers, how many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers make every wide receiver he works with look really good? I hope that he spreads a little of that on this Bears wide receiver core as well. But listen, in the end, talent wins, guys. Coaches don't win, in my opinion. Talent wins. You need the talent, and it's going to take a couple of seasons, a couple of drafts for Ryan Poles to get the talent that he wants that fits the system that Matt Eberflus is going to institute. And he's doing a phenomenal job of creating the culture, getting the guys into Hallis Hall that are going to essentially mirror. Hey, let me let me let me jump in. Let me jump in, sure. and I'm going to interrupt you because it was something that I wanted to jump in and talk about when I when, when Anthony was talking about just the attitude. Listen, at the end of last season, still we had guys on defense not touching a player, an opposing player who fell on the ground. (laughs) Right. Okay, it drove me crazy. We saw that, and George McCaskey himself referenced it twice. So if it bothered us, how do you think the guy signing the checks felt? 
we can't see that anymore, and I don't think we will under Matt Eberflus. And it's good that he's addressing it initially with his first two picks, right? Two second-round picks on defense, guys that are potential day-one starters. Did address the wide receiver position in the third round with Valus Jones. We got a healthy backfield, revamped offensive line. But, Lou, I'm curious, what phase of the Chicago Bears do you like best going into the season? Is it the offense or is it the defense? No, it's the defense. I mean, I feel Roquan Smith, I know what Ryan Pohl said, said today with the boys on the morning show, Molly and Haw, about uh, Robert Quinn. Listen, I, I choose to believe, I listened to that interview this morning and I turned off the car and said, unless he gets wowed, he's keeping Quinn. He understands that Quinn is a guy that can help because he's been a veteran in this league for, what, 10, 12 years. He's a guy that can help some of these young players that they just added to that defense, especially two guys in the secondary who are going to be starters. So I think the defense, we still need help up front. I mean, Anthony, you know the defensive line better than I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Joby, healthy, great pick. Now you lose him. So that's a tough guy to replace. If you if you don't have that guy at that nose tackle position, what do you have in this defense? Exactly. You got to have that three technique, juicing things up right there in the middle, putting pressure in the opposing backfield at the moment. Jury's out on how effective that spot should be expected to be. Continue our discussion with Luke Canellis on the Circle Resort Casino and Las Vegas Hotline, home of the world's largest sports book, Gabriel Ramirez and Anthony Heron on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. And uh, Ryan Pulse was talking a little bit the other day as the as the draft closed out for the Bears. He was referencing how he, he spent a night during the draft sleeping at Hallis Hall. And it, it did come to mind for me just wondering, you know, I was thinking about Gabe and I were talking about it the other night, just how frequently we may or may not have actually slept at the office, <laughs> you know, for work purposes uh, at different points throughout our professional careers. I'm curious from your perspective, Cat Feet, whether or not you have spent time sleeping at the office before. Oh, true story. And, you know, I've heard, I heard Paul say that and it reminded me of myself. So earlier in my career, right out of college, I got hired by a company called Public Interest Affiliates. They were a radio syndication production company. And we produced radio shows that were syndicated around the country on radio stations. And whenever we did, we would do like a, an NFL season preview that would air on 300, 400 radio stations around the country. And Marv Albert, I had the pleasure of working with Marv. Marv was the host. So Marv would fly in from New York. He'd voice it. And then I would have to work throughout the night till five in the morning, making sure we produced it. At that time, nothing was on computer. I mean, this is, this is the late 80s, guys. So you were talking about putting together a show with tape and, and razor blades and making sure you had the slicing tape and you put the tape together. I mean, it was awful. But when I heard Paul say that he spent nights at the office, I remember spending those nights at the early part of my career back 35 years ago at the office working you know, 20 hour days to get that radio show out that featured Marv Albert around the country. I did it. And look at you now, Lou Canellis <laughs> holding us down. Now, I'm assuming back then, Lou, in the 80s, you were the intern that was quiet, maybe tiptoeing around. That's not where you got the nickname Catfeet from, though, is it? <laughs> now, Catfeet, did you guys see the picture I just sent you? I saw it, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So that that is something from growing up in Oakland. You know, South Side. You get the boys together, and you're playing football in the middle of Colmar Avenue in Oakland. 
And back then, I mean, I had some speed, and that's why I always joke with Big A and Jim Miller, who both lumber around the studio. And I'm like, you, number one, I'm half your size. You can't catch cat feet. So he always joked about it. But, but true story, because I heard you guys talking about uh, nicknames. I went from cat feet and then got fat and became Pooh Bear and, pl- and played baseball at Oak Lawn. And then became Lou Man, and actually, you'll appreciate this, my freshman baseball coach at Oak Lawn High School was Coach Cal, Bill Callahan, who coached the Raiders in the Super Bowl and is still floating around the NFL as one of the top offensive line coaches. I don't know if you ever worked with Coach Cal, uh, Big A, but Coach Cal was my freshman coach, so when I played baseball at Oak Lawn, it was Lou Man, and then Sweet Lou now. I'll just take Sweet Lou Garrett there right we now. Go. There we go. Sweet Lou. That's the one that's, in addition to cat feet, that's definitely the one that's got to stick as we move <laughs> forward there. I, and I'm calling him nothing else except cat feet for the rest. <laughs> I'm going to show up on Sports Zone. He's going to be like, my man, Gabe Ramirez on the cat feet. What up? <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, how old are you now? Oh, man. I, I, no one knows my real age in this city. My Puerto Rican jeans make it seem. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, 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 but I. I you're not 58, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm 58. I, the 58 year old wants to race you one day. Me? Ooh, Man, okay. Ooh. <laughs> challenge. Just give me a give me a 10 yard head start, and then I'll take that challenge <laughs> from Cat Feet. I, I won't race anybody named Cat Feet straight up. I need a little a little head start there. Well, if you ever seen Lou sprint down the hallway before one of, before one of the times he's got to get on the air over at the station, you know he can still move. No doubt about that. Always call me. Pulling a hammy, pulling a hammy, running down the hallway at Fox, <laughs> making sure I'm there for the tease. <laughs> he looks good. I mean, he looks good doing. He's, he's in good shape. Luke Canales is probably. I mean, come on. When you're a sports guy like that, you got to. You know, he looks like he works out two hours a day. Lou, right over there. At so, least, man. You, listen, you guys have young kids. I've got a daughter who's going to be four on Tuesday. She's got me running everywhere, and at six in the morning, not sleeping until eight or nine. Oh, there we go, Gia. Well, big, That's yeah, right. big happy birthday. Early happy birthday to Gia. Hey, Luke Canellis, <laughs> thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time. You guys are great. I love you anytime. Talk okay, to you guys please. soon. You're the best. Luke Canellis, Fox 32 Sports anchor, and one of our really good friends. We, we all of us work together on Bears post game on Fox 32. It's always cool seeing you guys in there, and because you know you and I, we have our relationship from Bears Unleashed, mm-hmm. and then I feel you know I feel like I loosen you up a little bit. We have fun, and then but you're nothing but business on Sunday. <laughs> Bears play and buttoned up. He's like man, and so so when they throw it to me and Corey, right. Corey and I, and I'm still having fun, and I see you do your thing, and I'm like man, I wish I was in studio to. To, to, to loosen them up. <laughs> he's well, he's so thing, mad right now. Especially <laughs> where breaking things down this past season, man, where it's just so tough. somber, man. You're just <laughs> a six-win squad that even the six wins didn't really look that majestic in victory. And then you had all those defeats that were just so frustrating of a pile on top of each other. So it was always helpful to be able to toss it out to you and Corey. And at least you were there. You were amongst the people. You're out there holding it down at the Bruin View and at least making folks feel good. It in, was sad. In the midst of 
of a lot of a lot of sorrow from some of those Bears games last year. You try to put a smile on folks' faces. Be smooth, our producer. It would literally it'd be like, yeah, Bears. Dun-dun, dun-dun. Let's go out to, let's go out to Gabriel Ramirez and Curry Boone and I'd be like, it sounds like it's a funeral, guys. Come on, let's go. Let's have some fun. Bears lost, but you know we're all here still. That must it might have been the middle of life flowing at the time. Might have something to do with it. Might, might have, be my guess. Might yeah. have something to do with it. Uh, I'm Gabriel Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. We are holding you down all the way till nine o'clock right here on. On 670 the score and right after this we still got to talk about these Chicago White Sox I know a lot of people are really concerned about Dallas Keuchel and I am curious to hear and Heron whether you believe he will be on the Sox roster by the end of the season we'll discuss that and more Sox talk right after this on Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score I don't know what they're going to do he's got obviously an ERA of eight there have been times this season where his defense has totally let him down he needs the way he pitches He's a ground ball pitcher. He needs a lot of ground balls. He needs a good defense behind him. It's been a mixed bag so far. You got Johnny Cueto waiting in the wings. Lance Lynn is coming back. I don't know when. He wants to be back in late May. Feels like that might be a stretch. Vince Velasquez pitched amazingly in his last start. So I think that's a um, let's wait and see what happens with Keiko. He definitely needs to pitch better because uh, his spot is – if things trend in in that direction that I just explained, I don't know what they're going to do. Will Dallas Keiko be a member of the Chicago White Sox at year's end? I'm going to ask Anthony Heron just that in a second. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. That was Chuck Garfine with Mully and Hall talking about the guy we're mentioning right now, Dallas Keiko. And, and I want to talk about the Cubs quickly first. Let you know, obviously, the game got postponed today, so the doubleheader's tomorrow. 11.30 pregame right here on 670 score was Zach Zaidman. First pitch at 12.05. Then, of course, game two, pregame 6.05 p.m. Both games right here on the score. All right, I ask you quickly, Ant. Is he, is he going to be on the Sox roster by the end of the season? I believe he'll. there'll be a stint where he's not with the Sox. You know, maybe they put him on the – on the injured list for a certain period of time just to give him a respite. There's been there's been an investment in Dallas Keuchel, and then you add the injuries in here where, you know, with no Lance Lynn, I'm not sure where else you turn with the fact that you still don't have Johnny Cueto up here yet. You know, are, are there options that are going to be at least as good as Dallas Keuchel you could go to? Probably. But, you know, is there a chance they could be even worse? Sure. And – I think because of the investment that's been made in Dallas Keuchel up to this point, you know, Tony LaRusa has the the ability to be an extremely patient man with this. Now, some folks may assume it's because he's not really paying attention for, you know, a lot of the games. Right. He's just in the dugout, just kinda hanging out, doing whatever. But beyond that, because he's a guy who kind of knows he's a made man with White Sox ownership, he also knows he's got all these wins in the Hall of Fame career that are already in his back pocket then he can kind of let this thing play out, like Larry Garcia style. You know, he's the type yeah. of guy Tony LaRusso can say, I'm going to go ahead and bat Larry Gar- Garcia third, and nobody really say anything to me about it. But <laughs> You better not say potential- anything to me about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there's one person in his organization that can can him, and you know that individual's not going to do it. So I think as that relates to Dallas Keuchel, that does at least give Tony LaRusso the ability, especially with some of these other extenuating circumstances I reference with the injuries to other potential, well, with the injury to, to Lance Lynn, other starting pitchers getting healthy now. It's nice to see Giolito back in the lineup, and we'll see how long it is before Johnny Cueto is going to return or, or at least you know join the big club. But for Dallas Keiko to at least get a couple other starts, 
I, I think Tony LaRusse is likely looking at that and saying that I'll give him a chance to maybe completely pitch himself out of this thing or at least show something that 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 indicates he can be productive at some point this season. If that doesn't happen, then you know you can come up with some injury, put him on the, the IL for a little yeah. while, get Lance Lynn involved in things, and then just see whether or not you know you you at least keep Dallas Keuchel around, involved near the team, and maybe there's another role for him, just being some some additional middle relief at some point because they they did they invest a lot of money. I wouldn't trust them in. though, and even in middle relief, I would not trust Dallas Keuchel to come in the come in the game the same way Ronaldo Lopez does. To do that, I mean, the reality is this. There's a lot of flimsy arms, though. I think that's part of the problem, is that if you were confident you were going to get a full season from Michael Kopech, then maybe you'd feel more comfortable just getting rid of Dallas Keuchel because it wouldn't matter as much. But, I mean, there are so many guys who you're not completely confident that they're even going to be able to last an entire season. You've already had Giolito out. Now he's back. Lance Lynn out for an extended period of time here. You don't know what you're going to get from Michael Kopech. So at some point – you could. It, we're early in the season. You've already had all these injuries to the starting staff. What if it comes up again in July or August? You're going to need some arm to be able to throw out there. So I, I do think that's that's part of the patience being shown with Keiko here because even if he's, he's not performing well right now, there's still a chance you may need him again later even if he kind of is out of the rotation for a certain period of time. Didn't have a slot in the playoff rotation, so I'm thinking to myself, well, he's not going to have a slot this year either, especially with right. Kopech now being slotted in the starting rotation. And for me, it's you just can't fall in love with your mistakes. And I think it's okay to say, hey, we brought this guy in to serve a purpose. We thought he was going to be like a John Lester type, a veteran arm that we can bring in to eat up some innings and be a consistent third, fourth, fifth starter for this Chicago White Sox team as they're trying to compete for a World Series. But there comes a point when you have to move on. There comes a point when you have to you have to trust your organization, the coaching staff that you have on every level to tell you, hey, this is the next guy up and we need to give him some innings and some reps so that, that way we can see what we got from these young guns because the productivity that we're getting from Dallas Keiko isn't up to par with that of a championship caliber team. Last 10 in- innings pitched, last three starts, 10 innings pitched, 10 or excuse me, 11 walks in 10 innings. I mean, to me, just when you when you see something like that and 11 earned runs, it's, it's tough. And, and no shade at Dallas Keiko. I mean, geez, I felt the same way. I thought you were going to come in and solidify the rotation and really be an arm that we can depend on. But again, you just you cannot fall in love with your mistakes. And if you feel like, hey, we brought him in and this isn't this isn't the guy we thought he was going to be. This is not the productivity level we thought we were going to get from Dallas Keiko. Then I think it's OK. And I think what you said that is 100 percent correct is we're still early in the season and you do need a, an arm to kind of you know, be the bridge up until September, October, and he can be that. And obviously he has that passion and fire to compete at that level. I just wonder in my heart of hearts if he's going to be on the roster at the end of the season. And my heart of hearts says that there are other guys maybe that are waiting in the wings to come and take that spot. We damn sure hope he's not pitching in the postseason. Yes. I think for the moment, though, because he's been awful. So, I mean, you know, it's probably not completely accurate to say no shade at Dallas Keiko because we're talking about how bad he's been. But it's deserved shade. You know, we're not just, right. like, pulling the shade out of left field here. He's been really bad. He, this is the worst stretch of pitching in his career, and it, it, it goes from last season into this year. It's not getting any better. It's trending in the wrong direction for Keiko. But right now, the – advantage, I'll call it the only advantage that Dallas Keiko has anywhere uh, associated with the game right now is the fact that 
there have been so many other injuries to the starting staff. And so that has essentially extended, in my opinion, the patience that the White Sox, that Tony LaRusa have with him for the moment because they need him. Like, well, where else do you turn? I mean, pretty much everybody, everybody of quality who were, who were in a part of the minor league system at one point, they're all at the major league level now. So there's, there's not a lot of other arms you just pull up from the minors and say, all right, we're going to give you a start every fifth day while all these other people recover, especially the fact that you're almost a handful of games out of first place for the moment. Like they, They've been scuttling by the entire month of April and now still not quite figuring things out yet in May either. It's a lot of big baseball to be pitched here. And for the moment, at least you got a guy who's done it at a high level in yeah. the past and giving him an opportunity to figure it out. If you just say we're done with Dallas Kiger right now, let's bring up some other kid from, from double A that's never done it before. For the way Keiko's pitching at the moment, some other guy probably ain't going to do much, if any worse. But you, you at least know there's, there's some chance there. There's some inkling that maybe Dallas Keiko can be some version of the Dallas Keiko from old because he has done it. He's been a Cy Young winner before. And like you referenced, all the, the, the machinations that went into bringing him here and that potential John Lester sort of role for the Sox just hadn't materialized. But I, I'm understanding, at least for the moment, the patience they're showing with him because of the situation they're in right now with all the pitching injuries. He's Anthony Heron. I'm Gabe Ramirez. If I could place a bet on it, I might be able to do it at the brand new casino that's coming to Chicago. huh? A new casino will open up right here in the heart of Chicago. But how did Bally's convince Lori Lightfoot to be selected as the casino for the city of Chicago? We're going to talk to Chicago Sun-Times Mitchell Armantrout to ask him that very question. We'll do that right after this on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 